0: important market update. It's make or break time. Are we about to see the midterm rally?
1: Welcome to the BeanPod. This is your place for all things stocks and crypto. From beginner tips to expert picks. Welcome to The Bean Pod. This is Shane, aka The Jolly Green Investor. And this is Josh, The Nifty Investor.
0: Today, we have a very important market update concerning the midterm rally. This is make or break time. This is historically when a midterm rally is sparked. Are we about to see it? What's going to happen? All right. Well, let's get into it. I mean, it feels like the markets
1: have kind of been just sleeping lately. You know, Everyone's kind of shutting off, switching off. They're just kind of we're going, to the, we're going to zero, basically, everyone's saying. Bitcoin's been going sideways for a long time. <laughs> Stock market has kind of been a little shaky. But we're at this point
0: in the year where historically, as we've been saying for a while, we could be due for a bounce. Things have been changing a little bit. The market sentiment, you know, Shane and I, we spend a lot of time on crypto, Twitter, and we're constantly analyzing the markets to see. you can. And it's interesting. When you spend more time on Twitter, you can kind of get a gauge for the sentiment. And it seems like things have changed slightly over the past week or so. Mm. And there's a few different reasons why this may be, uh, you know, early in the year we had the energy crisis in over in Europe. What's ended up happening is the reserves have actually gone back up because it's been so warm over there. So they actually haven't been ha- having to tap into, um, you know, their energy supply. Right. So that that's actually alleviated things. It kind of makes it seem a little bit better over there. Right. Um, yeah. Russia hasn't nuked Ukraine yet, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you know, but there is still some tensions over there. But we haven't really been hearing a lot about the war. Um, so there's some things that have been happening that seems like the market sentiment is changing a little bit.
1: I, I I think I agree with you. I feel the same way. It feels like, and you know, you don't want to become too bullish in clearly a bear market. But as we know, during bear markets, there can be sustained bear market rallies. And as we've ke- we've kept on saying for over a hundred years of data, it shows that this time of the year, this could be where the bear market rallies really start. So a quick stat, more bear markets have ended or bottomed, at least locally in October than any other month. In the six months starting in November, stocks have been higher in all 18 midterm years since 1950. Right. So, you know, as doomsday as everyone thinks things are, you have to look at the historical data again and say, if you're going to bet on any time for a rally to start, now could
0: be the time. So, you know, you don't want to get too bearish at support, right? That's right. So historically, stocks will, and the market itself, will provide an 8% return uh, any given year from November onwards. A midterm election year is typically, historically, it provides double that, a 16% return. Right. There, There's only been one time, I think it was like back in 1939, where we haven't seen, you know, uh, that was when we had a Great Depression, so things were a little bit different then. But maybe the Fed's about to pivot. We've seen some rumors lately, right? Right. But so why does why does the market tend to tend to you know see an increase in the? Why does the market tend to go up at this time of year? For one, if the Democrats tend to lose seats in the Senate and cr- Congress, you know uh, what will end up happening is that people are going to see there's like all right, all right, the Republicans are coming in, they're going to save the day. On the other hand the Democrats right now will do everything in their power to ensure that the market stays propped up for votes. Right. And another thing, and it's something we've touched on many
1: times is that it's just the uncertainty around the markets being lifted, right? Mm. The markets don't like uncertainty. So in the lead up to any sort of winds of change, whether it be an election or the fed talking or Powell or whatever it is, when there's clouds of uncertainty looming over the markets, things can be down or volatile. And as soon as the uncertainty is lifted, and in this case, the midterm elections, so as soon as the elections are over, the markets have a tendency to rip. And I think a lot, of, a lot of people are focusing on the fact that we haven't seen a midterm rally yet. Now, the midterms have not occurred yet. The midterms are in early November. November 8th. Yeah. So it's important to look at the historical data again, and it shows that the midterm rallies really just start around the midterms. And then the market rips for many months after that mm-hmm. because the uncertainty clouds are lifted. Now we know who's going to be in power in the Senate and the markets can move forward, whether it's going to be a, a shift in policy or status quo. The markets move forward from that for many months after. So people that are calling the midterm rally dead in its tracks, really before it's had a chance to begin, maybe can take pause, I think.
0: Absolutely. And you, know, you speak to the uncertainty aspect. And recently the Fed came out saying, look, we're going to do 75 basis points uh, from a rate hike, hike perspective in November, but we might just pause slash slow down on our rate hikes. They're calling for a potential 50 basis points rate hike in December. So there's two reasons why, why they may be doing this. One is obviously global economic pressures from around the, you know, uh, the Federal Reserve and their monetary policies has a huge effect on the rest of the globe. The second thing is they might be seeing inflation come down slightly. Mm. So this is removing uncertainty because now we're seeing a path to, you know, it's like the, a nice light. We're, we're, we're running towards a beautiful light now. Exactly.
1: I mean, unfortunately, the markets are driven by the Fed and their policies at the moment. So we are all kind of waiting for their, even if it's not a full pivot, even if it's just a pause of rate hikes. You know, I think inflation may come down now, but it may rise again. So it just might give us this window, which is this perfect bear market rally, midterm rally window. So, you know, even if we do rally, I I wouldn't say it's the start of a new bear bull market. No. But it's just these windows when you're playing the market like we sometimes do that you want to look for. Um, But I think it is important that we talk about still the tensions in Ukraine and Russia. Mm -hmm. Because as you mentioned before, things seem to be kind of heating up a little bit there. So that's one thing that I will continue to have in the back of my mind. Even if we do to see a a pivot and a rally, there's these potential black swans or gray swan events that are happening over there. I've seen a lot of talk about nuclear weapons and Mm. and, uh, further aggression in the war. So it's something that you can't forget about.
0: Yeah, I know. I definitely keep that in the back of my mind all the time. And you never know what Putin's going to do over there. Especially, He's he's the type of individual who doesn't want to lose. And if his back is too far up against the wall and he can't succeed in grabbing Ukraine, what's he going to resort to? Mm. I also don't think he wants to risk his life, though, either. And, you know, how would NATO respond? How would the U.S. respond uh, in the event that he does use a nuclear weapon? Right. Yeah, I mean, you can just
1: imagine the fallout and the domino effect in the markets. You know, obviously, we do not want this to happen at all. Nuclear war, all that kind of stuff. But, you know, this is an investment channel, so we have to talk about it. Mm. The fallout of that kind of stuff, you know, Banks could shut. Markets could shut for multiple days if there is some sort of nuclear attack, God forbid. You know, what's going to happen with crypto exchanges? Will p- people will be selling altcoins like crazy. Do people flight to Bitcoin? Does it go up? Does it go down? It's really hard to predict. Um, one hedge that I have made in my stock portfolio lately is buying a few of those wartime stocks that we've always been talking about since February. Yeah. Um, I think it was uh, Lockheed Martin and Raytheon. There's also Northrop Grumman that, you know, they make the missiles, they make the tanks. Those stocks tend to, per- they've been performing very well lately,
0: which is kind of a sign. And they provide a dividends as well. Yeah. So those are de- definitely excellent, excellent plays for this time of year, uh, especially with what's going on, you know, even when, with China saying they may be making an aggressive move towards Taiwan. Right. I don't see that happening. You know, I, I had a really interesting uh, talk with a very s- smart individual, and it made a lot of sense to me in the fact that <clears throat> Taiwan is... One of the largest exporters of semiconductors in the world, and China is relies heavily on Taiwan for these semiconductors to get all their their exports out and all the components and whatnot that we use in on our everyday life. If China somehow gets into a conflict with Taiwan, China is really going to suffer because they're not going to have the components that they need to get the parts out. So right.
1: Yeah. So it's it maybe they're just posturing. I think it's more of a posture move. Yeah. So I don't see hopefully. Any, yeah. Uh, I mean, well, let's continue talking about what's going on in the rest of the world, because I think people can be so focused on the American economy and their Federal Reserve. But if you look at the U.K. and Japan, they've both started or, you know, they have basically started printing money again. Mm. They've reversed on their quantitative tightening, reversed on the hikes because their economies are in shambles. Yeah. U.K. is really, really bad right now. Japan is not in a great spot. Um, and you've seen we've seen China is no longer releasing economic numbers.
0: But somehow they beat. What was it their economic data that came out the other day? Don't believe Complete it at farce, all. Right. But then their, all their Chinese uh, stocks down, were down like thirty percent today. Well, because of that that espionage thing, right? <clears throat> is that what it was? I think
1: yeah. There's you know tensions are rising again between the right. U.S. and China. There was the threat of TikTok being banned, which I don't think is going to happen. Fingers crossed. <laughs> 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 um, but I mean, look, you see all these signs about the global economy melting down. UK, Japan, China, it's bad everywhere. And I think this is why, was it the IMF or the World Bank? They're putting pressure on the United States to stop, as what you were saying, yeah. stop hiking. Stop this because it's like the cost of melting the entire global economy down. But again, if, if they do, which it sounds like they will, they're just kicking the can down the road,
0: right? Because So you notice that the, the, the US dollar is performing very well lately, right? That's really gonna hurt their exports. It's gonna hurt their economy if the US dollar keeps going up. It's gonna be too expensive to do anything with the US. Mm. So so they need to stop hiking the rates. So if they stop hiking the rates, this is providing an opportunity in the market where all of a sudden investors are like, hey, if they're slowing down, inflation might be coming down. Right. This might be a good opportunity to start pouring some money in. And during previous, you know, bear market cycles, we have seen I think it was with the 2008 one. We saw there were seven um, bear market rallies that occurred within that bear market. Yeah. So we had one back in June. Yep. Maybe this is the start of another one.
1: I mean, honestly, I I don't want to get too ahead of myself, but I get the feeling that this, it just, there's a lot of things lining up. There is a little bit of weakness in the US dollar, the DXY right now. Like it, it's, it saw, it was kind of on a parabolic run I've seen some, some technical analysts. I know you don't want to analyze the DXY chart too much, but it has kind of started to come down from that parabolic run. And we need the DXY to come down for the markets to rally. And it seems like it's topping out a little bit. And we need interest rates to you know, stop h- hiking. We need inflation to come down. and It, it just seems like, again, you don't want to get too bearish at support. And the stock market, as we were talking about on Twitter the past few days, the stock market has bounced off of, it's almost making a double bottom. Yeah, the, the on school.
0: the on the weekly it did at least. Yeah, yeah.
1: So there are a lot of signs. I mean, it just seems like you don't want to get too bearish at the bottom. And there's a lot of things happening around the world, including all these things we talked about. That maybe I would say I'm leaning slightly bullish right now for mm-hmm. a bear market rally.
0: I know that Goldman Sachs also went from saying last week that there was a hundred percent chance of a recession in 2023 to there's a 35 percent chance of oh, a recession wow. hitting. So. They're also changing their tune as well. Mm. Is, is this just a narrative or yeah. is this actual fact? I mean, we had Treasury Secretary uh, Janet Yellen um, coming out and saying, you know, the economy is looking pretty strong. Things are looking good. If we have to, we'll do buybacks again. Right. So switching their tone from a quantitative tightening perspective to a quantitative easing. However, <laughs> they also told us that inflation was transitory back before you know, inflation started to really poke its ugly head out. Right.
1: Yeah, I mean, there's a few factors to consider. Uh, Now that we're we're on the subject of midterm rallies, as we've been talking about, we should just have a quick discussion about how the markets react when different voting outcomes occur in the midterms. For sure. So I think right now, if you've looked at the polls lately, it seems like there's going to be a red wave. I think everyone's expecting (coughs) the Republicans to just sweep everything right now because everyone's just fucking fed up with the Democrats and what they've been doing. You know, I'm not going to make any judgments either way, but we're just analyzing the market. But in, in general, Republicans have more restrictive policies. You know, the Democrats, they're a little bit more, um, you know, privy to stimulus. So more stimulus means the dollar's going up because it's just like, it's you know, bad for the, that kind of thing. But if the, if the Republicans have a red wave, maybe that means more restrictive policies, which I think could be good for the markets in the long run
0: right i think it'll definitely be good for the markets in the short term because of what has happened everybody has such a short so ourselves included i mean most people i think have a very short um they're very short-sighted right i'm not going to say that because the democrats were in power that's why the markets are down this was a snowballing effect that occurred ever since the 2008 financial crisis when the banks were built out Uh, trillions of dollars were printed, we had supply chain issues due to COVID, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. This is not just because the Democrats were in power that all this is happening. However, because the blue is in power right now and the markets are red, there's this association that, oh, okay, well, it's all your fault. So if the red takes over... We're going to do way better. Yeah. So it's almost like how I think people are perceiving this moment in time right now. So there could be like a quick, even to, if it's just like a psychological... It's a psychological... Oh, we
1: remember when Trump was in power, the markets yeah. were up. And if red's going to get back in, markets go up again.
0: Yeah. Like I think, people could think that. I think it's a psychological thing at the moment.
1: Yeah. And then there's another thing to consider, which is the fact that we're talking about how markets don't like uncertainty. So if, if there is a regime change... That maybe does create a little bit of uncertainty, though, because then Mm. policies tend to change. Because if, you know, if it's a red wave, they're going to change policies and markets don't like change. They kind of like status quo. Right. So if there's a gridlock in Congress, I think it's shown to be that the markets perform better after midterms. Because if there's change, the markets don't like the change. So we'll see. And, you know, we we expect there to be a red wave, but you never really know what's going to happen. There could still be 50-50 or some sort of um, split where there's no real change in policy.
0: It has flipped a lot since uh, the last, you know, they send out these surveys and all that stuff. I mean, people who partake in surveys are, you know, you take it for with a grain of salt. But yep. it has changed a lot since the, the June survey, where originally there was a lot of, like, gun control, um, immigration policies, all this stuff that really favored the Democrats. Now there's been a huge flip to the Republicans are showing to have taken the lead. Right. So I looked into it a bit, and I wanted to understand what would happen if Dems, the Democrats controlled Congress versus the Republicans controlling Congress. Because they're not grabbing the White House or anything. This is still just for Senate seats uh, and governors across the states. So if the Democrats control the Congress, Congress you're going to be looking more to, like, their policies right now they're really trying to push are child tax credits and, like, Medicare, Medicaid type of uh, overall health care. Right. So consumer-focused stocks... And healthcare, so you'd want to look at something like General Mills, you know, consumer focus, which we talked about during our food shortage um episode. Yep. But if there's a Republican controlled Congress, there they would have a harder time passing legislation with a Democratic White House. Right. So what you want to look for on that one would be energy stocks or defense stocks. So you could look to a Conco Phillips for the energy or a Lockheed Martin, like we s- talked about for yeah, the yeah. Defense. defense. So sucks. that's what you'd be looking for with a red wave coming through. Hence probably why we have seen some of these defense stocks already start, you know, picking up some pace lately. Yeah. I mean, it just seems
1: that there's a lot of things happening in the world that it seems like there's a reason why these defense stocks are going up, right? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Interesting fact that I came along when I was, ta- I was looking about, um, you know, how midterm ra- midterm elections, the voting, you know, people think one thing's going to happen and one thing doesn't happen. It's, it's just kind of a fun fact. <laughs> in 2017, um, this politics professor in the UK, Matthew Goodwin, he promised to eat a book on live TV <laughs> if the Labor secured more than 38 percent of the vote, and they did, and he ate a book on live <laughs> TV. There's footage of it. I watched. I watched this guy eat a book. <laughs> so you never really know what's gonna happen. Oh, We're gonna be on here eating books one man.
0: day. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. There's a, a world record. Like, there's if you ever go into the Guinness Book of World Records, there's some crazy shit that people have ate. Like, I think <laughs> the one guy holds holds a record for like eating like four 18-wheel trucks <laughs> 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 and like 24 bicycles and shit.
1: I didn't just sitting around and be like, you know what, today I need a truck. <laughs> so you never know. You you know, might watch the Bean Pod one day and we'll get a prediction wrong and Josh and I will be out here eating books or something. You got to eat that too. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, look, there's a lot of things to discuss. I mean, another thing that, that we've been talking about kind of privately lately is um, like weed stocks. Mm. You know, Biden said that he tweeted that no one should be in jail for cannabis lo- uh, violations, right. and he said that the laws are backwards. Now, we've been kind of talking about this for a while. We've made two standalone episodes about cannabis stocks, mm-hmm. about how he could use this as a ploy to get votes. And as soon as he tweeted that, cannabis stocks ripped, yeah. but then they dipped. Yeah. But it's still something to, to, to look at here, I think, in the run-up to the midterms and going forward. I feel like they dipped because people, they don't expect the Democrats to win in right. any, any seats but you never know. Just keep an eye on those weed stocks because that could be used as a voting play. It could be a pump and dump hype days play, but you know, look at those canopy growth
0: till watch yeah. those things. I think also think that people have lost so much faith in, in you know, the U S ever passing anything to do with cannabis for some reason, yeah. even though every state has a, a medical license or recreational license. just that, that topic boils my blood still. The yeah. fact that you just won't pass the fucking bill. I know, it's brutal. Man. It's brutal.
1: <laughs> well, I mean, look, there's a lot to consider, but I think I am leading slightly bullish at the moment for a bear market rally. Um, again, going back to the historical data, the last time the S&P 500 produced negative returns in the year following a midterm election was 1939, back at the start of World War II. That's it. So if you're looking at historical data, which, you know, it's hard to go against. I know the situation is in the world is not great right now, but the situation in the world wasn't great back in
0: 1939 either. And There's been a lot of, you know, occurred. there's been a lot of things that have happened since then yep. that if there was social media, fuck, they would be so blown out of proportion or make it exactly. seem really terrible. And it's really easy for narratives to now get pushed from, any, from anyone around the world who has an internet connection and it can, can just snowball... And conspiracy theorists can then go down a rabbit hole yep. and it becomes, you know, it seems like all hell is breaking loose right now. Yeah. I mean, I'm not
1: going to come out here and make a prediction saying we're going to have a massive no. bear market rally. Bitcoin's going to 40K. But if you just take in all these factors and you read between the lines of what's going on in the world right now, it seems that the storm is kind of clearing a little bit, just a short window. Mm-hmm. As you said, we should be seeing six, seven bear market rallies. We've only seen one or two the time could be for another one. So make sure you watch the markets for
0: these kinds of things. Absolutely. I also think that the policymakers have no idea what they're doing right now because they've never seen this before. Uh, all they know is quantitative easing and, and printing money and it works so well. You know, I'm like, how good was it a few years back? Yeah. It's printing money and whatever, everything's working fine. But now they have all these people that above them or they have to answer to from, you know, big corporations and whatnot. Maybe they, they just go back to old habits and be like, "Fuck." Well, I guess these guys are printing money again. Y'all are gonna start dealing with yeah. high inflation for the rest of your lives. If inflation
1: seems like it's gonna be here to stay, I feel like they might turn the printers on again. They might pivot. So just yeah, we'll keep you updated on on the uh, on the BeanPod here. Make sure to like and subscribe so you don't miss any important important shows. And then make sure you tune into the next episode. That one's gonna be a banger.